Welcome back to the Connected Aircraft Podcast. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III, and on this episode, we will be featuring an interview with Greg Brunson Pitts, co-founder of the Advanced Aviation Team. But first, I want to let all of our listeners know that we are preparing for the latest live webcast installment of our ongoing Connected Aviation Intelligence web series. Coming up on August 5th, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, we will feature a panel discussion on digital transformation occurring across multiple segments of the commercial air cargo industry. Check out the link in our podcast notes to register for this free upcoming webcast. So on today's episode, I recently caught up with Greg Brunson Pitts. He's the co-founder of the Advanced Aviation Team, and we discussed some of the current trends occurring in demand and operations within private jet travel. He also tells us how he first became involved in aviation through working with the White House Travel Office and explains some of the logistical challenges of providing private jet charter services for presidential candidates, including the current president of the United States. So let's get into our discussion with Advanced Aviation Team's Greg Brunson Pitts. So Greg, first, for those in our audience who may be unaware of who the Advanced Aviation Team is, can you give us an introduction to your role with the organization and some of your day-to-day activities there? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I am uh, Greg Brunson Pitts, the uh, I founded Advanced Aviation Team, and I'm the, the president of the company, uh, and I uh, manage and run the company day to day. We're a charter broker based uh, in the D.C. area and Arlington, Virginia. Okay. And we also understand that you have an interesting background and career and uh, transition into the private aviation industry involving working with the White House travel audience. So. First, for those, you know, can you just explain what exactly the White House Travel Office is? And, uh, you know, for anybody in our audience who's not familiar with that. Yeah, sure. So the uh, the White House Travel Office manages uh, a charter aircraft that flies in tandem with Air Force One. Um, and it carries members of the White House Press Corps, um, some backup Secret Service who are not um, on Air Force One, uh, and also some uh, some White House staff. Um, in addition, um, the White House Travel Office uh, uh, manages hotel uh, hotel rooms for um, the for the White House staff and um, for the President, First Lady, um, and uh, passports, uh, billing for the White House Press Corps. Um, so a lot of travel and logistics um, uh, surrounding uh, the White House, um, the President, uh, and the White House staff. It sounds like a really interesting position. I mean, what what can you tell us? What was it like just, you know, working on the air travel side of the White House Travel Office? Sure. So um, I didn't have a background in aviation per se. I just kind of stumbled into it. Um, I uh, worked on President Bush's second campaign uh, doing advance, which is similar um, to uh, it's, it's very logistics heavy, set, setting up public events. Um, and then got a job in, in, in the White House Travel Office. So a lot of what I did and learned um, in aviation, just I had to kind of uh, learn on the fly. Um, and I uh, relied on a broker. So we, um, we worked closely with a, with a charter broker. Uh, so, um, you know, we, you know, working, uh, at, at working at a very high level, uh, you know, obviously um, 
you know, tr you know, traveling with Air Force One and and moving around, you know, uh, a plane full of journalists um, who who really need to get their news coverage of the president. It was an amazing, it was an amazing opportunity for sure. Yeah, it does sound like an amazing kind of uh, opportunity and, and job to work within. Now, we, we also understand that uh, Advanced Aviation Team was the exclusive provider of travel for the Biden-Harris 2020 campaign with over 1,130 total flights. Uh, first, can you just tell us exactly what was your involvement as their exclusive travel provider? And, um, you know, it was really interesting to learn What's kind of the significant difference in providing business aviation services to a uh, traditional end user customer versus, uh, you know, just a, a figure like the, the Biden-Harris team, which obviously comes with a lot of uh, logistical challenges, I would assume? Yeah, so uh, we um, started working for uh, then Vice President Biden. Um, a while before he even announced his candidacy. So we were um, uh, moving he and his team around um, um, a while before that. Um, and uh, so a relationship and a trust was built up, um, you know, over some time. Um, and then he announced his candidacy and, um, you know, the team gets bigger and their requirements get bigger. Um, and uh, so um, it just, you know, we, we are, are, a, are a trusted um, you know, source of, uh, of aviation, uh, trusted aviation provider, um, just given my background, um, uh, in the white house travel office and doing, uh, political charters. Um, and then a, a gentleman who works for me, Jonathan Tazler has done six presidential campaigns on the, uh, charter broker side. So, um, we have a depth of experience, uh, just solving complex problems and working with the secret service and, um, do, doing campaign charters. Um, so um, campaigns turn to us to solve these, you know, complex issues um, to see them from the beginning to the end. And, you know, what, so you all also do work with, uh, you know, traditional private aviation travelers. I mean, what, what was kind of, what's been kind of the main difference between uh, you know, providing that type of service for the Biden-Harris campaign versus, uh, you know, a high net worth in individual that, say, wants to travel to Europe on a private jet? Yeah, you know, each client and customer is unique uh, and requires uh, our attention and our detail. Um, and um, so I, I wouldn't say anyone is less important or more important. Um, they're all important uh, clients to us and, and we treat them all um, with the attention they need. Uh, the, you know, one of the main differences is, uh, you know, a ca the campaign has security requirements. So that is a big difference when you have secret service on board. Also the, you know, during, the, during a presidential campaign, the candidates are under a microscope. And so, uh, you know, something happens or something goes wrong, or if there's uh, national or world news, um, you know, you, you have to kind of be attuned to what's going on. Um, and so things like that can really affect um, the schedule. There are lots of changes. And so being very adaptable and working with a team that's very adaptable is important. And so we are, we we're used to that. <laughs> uh, I mean, in, in aviation, we have to just know that that we have to be adaptable in general. But um, a lot of our other clients are just not 
like that. A lot of times they they book a charter and they show up and the plane just goes as scheduled and and campaigns, things change all the time. Exactly. Now let's transition to talking about what's happening in the world of private jet travel right now, which is a really interesting time, you know, considering the the pandemic, which, uh, you know, a lot of sectors of aviation and other industries are, are sort of climbing out of. Um, as an on-demand private jet charter brokerage, how are you differentiating yourself from some of the established charter brokers and the new generation of app-based services? I'm really interested in learning how digital your business model is these days. So our, um, we, are not, uh, we are not very, very digital. We don't, Advanced Aviation Team does not have an app. That is not how we uh, generate uh, customers. That's not how we communicate with customers. Um, I am a. That doesn't mean that in the future we 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 won't have an app or um, communicate with customers uh, via an app or or digitally. Um, our our my my belief and 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 one of the reasons why I started Advanced Aviation Team is because. I feel that the, the, the bond that we, I have with my customers um, is really strong. And one of the reasons why I think people come to us um, is because of the trust. Um, most of our customers come to us through referral. Um, we're, we're a boutique company. We're, uh, we're smaller than a lot of other companies. Um, and so I think people come to us for that reason. Um, and so uh, there, there are other um, styles out there. There are big companies that offer, you know, um, you know, app-based things. But when someone comes to us, they get a much more personalized, close-in um, experience. Um, um, they know our names. Uh, I work um, directly with our, I own the company, I run the company, and I work directly with a lot of our high-value clients on a day-to-day -day basis. Oh, that is interesting. I didn't realize that. So, so you don't have an app per se right now. Uh, most of your communications, is it kind of, maybe, you know, through the telephone or text message and, and maybe taking advantage of uh, social media and video conferencing type of tools? Yeah, that's right. And we, you know, we, we communicate with our customers, you know, via text, via email, uh, via phone, uh, you know, whatever the preferred method is. Um, but uh, we, we just don't take in uh, requests uh, via an app. And we might in the future as the company gets bigger, but I just haven't seen a need for it. And I, I find it to be very impersonal. Um, and so it just hasn't really been a, a need for us yet. So, but the industry, you know, in general, you kind of asked about that. The industry, you know, there's, there's a high demand for charters right now. There's a lot of interest in flying private. There are, are a lot of new flyers and new um, clients coming into the market. And that's great. Um, I love the new interest in it. And we have taken on a lot of new customers uh, during COVID. Um, and uh, I think it, it's great for the industry in general. Um, so uh, demand this in 2021 and into the summer of 2021 has really been high. Um, there are a lot of planes flying and I think it's great. And has most of that demand been, you know, primarily leisure travel or is there some, you know, maybe businesses or organizations that are that are also uh, switching over from commercial airlines to private jet charter as well? It's a little bit of both. It's mostly leisure travel, though. Um, there are some business travel that is 
slowly starting to come back. Um, and I anticipate it coming back a little bit more into the fall. Interesting. Now, you know, I wanted to ask you also about uh, some of the trends in demand from clients right now. I mean, are you seeing um, a lot of first-time private aviation travelers, and are there any specific regions or aircraft types or routes that are increasingly in demand right now? Yeah, um, great question. We have seen a lot of Northeast U.S. to Florida. Uh, a lot of just just Florida and Caribbean in general. Uh, we saw a lot of that in the winter um, and and really through the spring and the summer. Just a lot of a lot of travel in and around Florida and the Caribbean um, and Mexico. Um, you know, you know places where people in the mountains too. And we thought, you know, that the mountains are the mountains of Colorado or or Wyoming, and that's that's typical in the winter, but that really has um, continued into the summer as well. So, um, so that's been great. That is interesting. And so, when I mean, when you get a referral from a or you know a new, a new client, um, and they come to you with a with a specific trip or route in mind, um, what is kind of your first step? I mean, do you have to start? figuring out okay what airport they're going to fly out of what type of aircraft they're going to use and uh you know how to get the pilots or, or how do you kind of you know w once that process starts where a new client approaches you what's kind of the next steps for for you yeah it's really information gathering so we're we're gathering the details of what their trip what their trip entails um so we're we're intaking um you know, the, the, the dates, the routing, the number of passengers, um, maybe a budget, you know, what, what kind of budget they're, they're looking for, um, you know, luggage requirements, pets, um, you know, so we're, we're taking in all the details of, of the trip. Um, and then we, we go out to the market of available aircraft and we gather options, uh, charter options for, uh, for a, and then for for their trip, and then we present the options to them. So, and then and there's a little bit of a process that we have where we, um, you know, sort of eliminate options that might not work, or options that we haven't had a good experience with, or options that don't meet our safety standards. Or um, so there's a calling that happens, and then we usually present several options to our customers, um, different sizes or price points, um, and maybe a few that we would recommend. Interesting. And now, you know, one of the topics that we like to focus on with the podcast is the use of new digital technologies on aircraft, especially, uh, you know, in-flight internet and, and cabin IFE screens and apps and other technologies that passengers might be using in the cabin. Uh, is that an aspect of the travel experience that you help to customi customize on a per-flight basis as well? I mean, how important is it, for example, to ensure that the aircraft that your clients are getting have high-speed uh, in-flight internet connectivity on it? Yeah, so that it really depends on the trip and, and the client. Um, so we do get requests for uh, high-speed Wi-Fi on, uh, on jets. Um, you know, KA, KA band Wi-Fi is one of the newer um, connectivity, is one of the newer uh, connectivity, or K, KU band Wi-Fi. Um, both of those allow for flight streaming. Um, and so uh, we had a client 
maybe it was a year ago or maybe with COVID sometimes <laughs> the time goes faster than uh, a while ago, I'll say, um, who they had their the KA band Wi-Fi was on board and they, they absolutely loved it. And now it's kind of like a must have on board because they were streaming live sports. Um, and, you know, having having that capability on an overseas flight is, 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 is amazing. So, um, so yeah, we do, we can, you know, we can sort of target aircraft that have that, those sort of communications capabilities, um, you know, and during the campaign, that was, that's a must have, um, you know, especially down the home stretch of a campaign, having, you know, Wi-Fi on board and keeping people connected to, you know, the news and world events and what's going on um, on the ground. And that, that, that kind of stuff's really important. And, you know, let, let me ask you a little bit further about that. I mean, can you kind of, uh, especially from your unique perspective as, as an on-demand brokerage firm, you yeah. know, how, how different is it? I mean, if, if you go on an airline, most likely if, it, if they have high-speed internet on, you're, you're probably going to have to pay for it. And, uh, you know, the service quality level is just kind of up to whatever happens on that flight. Um, but for for the clients that you work with, I mean, they're not necessarily going to get on the aircraft and, and, and pay for that in-flight Wi-Fi. Uh, you know, how does kind of that, that digital service aspect that, you know, the technologies that they'll use in the cabin, how, how does that get set up on the private aviation side? So it just depends. Um, I would say 80% of the aircraft Wi-Fi usage is included uh, in the of chartering a plane. There are some, however, where it's not. And so uh, and it just really depends on what the client, uh, what, what their what their needs or their wants are. For some clients, some flyers, it's not a priority. And so they would, if Wi-Fi is, is not, Wi-Fi usage is not included in the price, they'll just say, this is not a priority for us. We want to take a break or we, we don't care to browse the internet. Um, we, you know, we just, we can go with no connectivity. Um, for some, it is a priority, and then there's a per megabyte, um, you know, download, upload usage, and then we can talk about what that what that pricing looks like. Um, that's where having a very competent broker comes in, um, who is very transparent, because you never want to stick somebody with a bill after a flight for internet usage where they didn't know up front. And so we're 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 always very transparent about what's included in the price, what's not included in the price. Interesting. And, you know, maybe a follow-up question on that as well. What about if, if there's like, you know, maybe a last minute problem with an, with an aircraft uh, right before the, the client is going to take off? I mean, do they look to you to sort of, you know, maybe get them a backup jet or do you have a contingency plan in place sometimes to address those situations? Or is that just would that be handled by the operator that you connect them to? Oh man, Woodrow. <laughs> <laughs> the dreaded mechanical problem. You know, uh, planes do break. It happens. Uh, they're, mach they're machines after all. But uh, so we never leave our clients high and dry just to deal with a, a supplier to, to, to find them a, a, a new plane. Uh, so we, we always will we'll find them a, a, a plane that is working and to get them moving as soon as possible. So um, it, 
to answer your question, we are advocates for our clients. If for some reason a plane is inoperable, we are scouring the market to find an aircraft to get them moving as quick as possible. Um, it's stressful. Uh, it happens. Um, and we, you know, we all, everyone on my team stops what they're doing and gets moving as quick as possible. Interesting. And are you, are you handling any, uh, international flights, you know, outside of the U S say maybe, uh, to Europe or, or other destinations as well? Yeah. Uh, so the EU just opened up travel, um, to, to us citizens. So, um, we are working on some EU travel now. Um, there are some other places, you know, like I said, Mexico is available, Caribbean's available. Um, so we've been doing some, um, not like pre COVID, but, um, um, so short answer is yes, we are, we're doing some international, um, stuff. I see. And, you know, let me ask you about the, this, this, just topic of this, you know, surge in demand for private jet travel. Uh, that, you know, it was really interesting just to watch over the last year that, you know, private jet travel versus commercial airlines. Is this a trend that you expect to continue into 2022? I mean, do you think that the pandemic has kind of shifted the balance in terms of the number of passengers using private versus commercial air travel long term? I think so. I, so I, I do think that the trend will continue. I think uh, once people, the, the, the people that have come off the sidelines and have um, experienced a private charter flight or uh, a private flight, I think, you know, though, if, you know, if you want to take your family on a trip or, you know, if a business decides, you know, this is how this is, we value our time and we're going to use the, the, the charter for these three or four flights a year. I think um, they might not go back at least in the short term over the next few years. And so, um, so I think the, the outlook is positive for, uh, for our industry. I see. Well, certainly will be an interesting topic to continue to monitor. Uh, Greg, Bunton Pitts, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Hopefully we can catch up with you in the future once we're kind of completely out of the, uh, you know, the uh, <laughs> stage of the pandemic and, and uh, catch up with you and learn more about what Advanced Aviation Team is up to. Thanks for the opportunity, Woodrow. Good to speak to you. So that brings us to the end of this episode. As always, please subscribe to us on Apple's podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast.